Hello again to all you Building a Better Story World faithful out there. It's been a while, but it's a new year, and we have a new slate of episodes to help you win over legions of fans. Those legions are the heart of our next arc of content. This podcast is about designing engaging story worlds, of course, and we have looked at ways to get fans interested in your film, television show, book, or brand, but now we're going to be looking at practical ways to build bridges to an audience so that they feel like they are a part of your imaginative universe. These tips have a great way to remember them, too. They were initially used to describe social media engagement, but because of that form's interactive structure, they work great for any kind of broad story world. I call them... The Vowels of Fan Engagement. What are those vowels? A. Ask. Asking your audience to take part, even in some small way. Don't forget to subscribe, and let me know down below what are some of your favorite nude lipsticks, lip glosses, whatever it is. Thank you so much for watching. E. Express. Expressing an opinion, style, or idiom that is distinct from other creators, but also just familiar enough that people aren't totally weirded out. But the jokes are there to uh, decorate the ideas. The ideas are about what I don't like in this country. What it is I'm sort of kind of disenchanted by in my fellow man, my fellow human, and my fellow American. I. Incentivize. Incentivizing your audience via rewards. I think that the best rewards are rewards that cause a backer to feel included in the process. Um, for me, that's come in the form of name a character and you'll be able to find your character in the print. Oh, offer. What are your offerings to your fan base beyond your main media? I got a lean cinephile. They've been there. They've done it. They've done it at a high level. Well, you know what we are over here at Cinephobe? Blue collar, hardworking, up by our bootstraps. No lottery picks on our roster. Cinephobe. If you support the champs, you'll support Cinephobe. You, utility, some small bit of easily used information or skill that you give to your audience that is incidental to your larger point. When you crush the garlic, it thinks something's eating it, you know, and it's its defense, and it creates a new chemical compound called allicin. Big anti-bacterial, uh, just super good for you. If you're ever feeling a little froggy, which means sick, you go ahead, you crush up a little garlic, let it sit for about 10 minutes, get that two-part going, and then just eat that stuff up raw. We're going to go over each one individually and quickly in this first episode to get your brains purring like an F1 engine. But don't worry, the next five episodes will cover each of them in an in-depth fashion, followed by a recap like we usually do. You don't need to be a pro or that engaged to take part. I've found that simply by thinking about these kinds of engagement, you begin to consider all of the different ways that audiences interact with brands. If you want to take part in this episode, however, I'd recommend you get your notebook or word processor ready because we're going to begin. Our first vowel is A for ask. This is my essay about photography. I, it took me two and a half years to write this. I'm kind of slow on writing uh, essays now that I think of it. But this huge thing is in Spanish and I would love to translate it to English, but I can't. I can't pay for a translator right now. So it's this kind of stuff that I want to fund with Patreon. I want to make the channel better and I want to do stuff for you guys. And yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. Asking your audience to do something automatically engages them in your story world, for a number of reasons. The first is that it creates a touch point for conversation. You are not just broadcasting information, but engaging people to give their point of view or take action. Let me know how you like to make kimchi, and uh, if there's other things you'd like to see me do, leave them in the comments below. Thanks for tuning in. Bon appetit. Secondly, for new fans of your world, it invokes what's called the Ben Franklin effect. 
By asking someone to do something before they have actually gotten anything from you, it triggers a unique psychological condition where that person is more likely to help you because, subconsciously, we think we only do favors for our friends. Meaning, suddenly, your brand is my friend. That's why the Pepsi Challenge has been asking thousands of people across the country to let their own taste decide. And the fact is, nationwide, more people prefer the taste of Pepsi over Coca-Cola. Pepsi. 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 I like Pepsi a lot better. Pepsi tastes better. Taste. That's the real thing. So take the Pepsi Challenge and let your taste decide. Finally, it gets some people off of their rear. A few fans will never want to interact, and a few are super users who always will. But there are many people who are on the fence and need just a little bit of a push. By asking them to do something, you're not so subtly asking them to join you in your story world. And, as we learned in our series on interactivity, that action is far stronger in a user's mind than simply a piece of broadcast information, because that person got involved, tying their memory to your ask. Well now, we'd like you to join us on the next step of our adventure. So far, we've traveled many, many miles and we've spent a lot of yen creating this project, putting the website together, creating the podcast. And what we're asking you for today is to donate to the project, give us your support and help us make this photo book that everyone's been asking for finally a reality. All vowels are important, but asking your audience to take part is a great way to encourage low-level constant engagement. You're not forcing people to take part, so it's non-confrontational. What it does do is get people speaking with you, with a little bit of energy. If you can redirect that dialogue into your narrative, you'll be giving your audience a reason to come back to you over someone who is just broadcasting. Critical for an ongoing narrative with a large story universe. What do you do here, Sam? I'm a counselor. School counselor? Okay, you tell kids what to do. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Sam. Uh... Let's say one of your kids came to you and said, listen, Sam, what I'd really love to do is work at a comedy show wearing a tuxedo, seating people. I'm the one that hired all the You're the one that hired all the kids. Keeping that in mind, what is one way that you're going to ask your audience to take part? If you're following along with the prompts, I want you to think of one thing that you're directly asking your audience to do. The obvious one is to like, comment, and subscribe, but go further. Are you asking them to sign a petition? Are you asking them to use their imaginations to fill out an adventure? Are you asking your audience to supply an idea for you? Uh, Denise and Ken, you guys are going to uh, uh, be on a cable access show. That's something that could be set right here in Coquitlam. What's a minor issue that people might talk about here in Coquitlam? In the news? Something minor. What? Bears. Bears! It's a problem in Coquitlam? Yeah. Oh man, bears. Okay, let's talk about some bears on this uh, cable access show. It doesn't have to be big, but it does have to be direct. Just as importantly, there should be some feedback. That is, write down one way that you can incorporate it into your narrative world. You don't have to do this with every fan that interacts. But if you do showcase a few each time you create an entry, blog post, or episode, you'll be showing that when you ask your audience to take part, you are being serious about listening to them. If you need time, by all means, pause here. Write some ideas down and then unpause when you're ready. Next up is E for Express. The trouble with these rankings is the lack of nuance. Is it really fair to call 12 minutes the fifth worst game of 2021 if I was somewhat liking it right up until the end? In this case, yes, because that ending undermines everything leading up to it. If you get dragged into an alley by an angry chef and disemboweled with a broken bottle, your subsequent Yelp review probably isn't going to focus on the restaurant's lovely filet mignon. You know it and I know it. Everybody has an opinion and everybody has no problem sharing it. 
Go on Twitter, Instagram, Medium, or Pocket Casts, and you'll find millions of people who will give you all the opinion you can stand. Welcome to Watch Mojo, and today we're counting down our picks for the top 10 best movies of 2022. A lot of emerging artists are worried that they are going to get subsumed by that mass of creators. How can they find fans when everybody's shouting and it seems like everybody has a podcast on every subject? Our friends at Microcopy Dental have a system for polishing. This is so great. It's relatively new, but what it is is if you've got a surface, they've got a polishing system for it. The first thing I'm going to say is something pragmatic. If you put the work in, you will find an audience. The world is littered with comic book miniseries that were never completed, or podcasts that only lasted four episodes, or Kickstarters that never got fulfilled. If you create a schedule, build out some entries in the bank, maintain that output, and do outreach, you'll inevitably find a fan base. It might not be huge, but if your goal is to express yourself, you'll have found your audience. To most people, these creatures are just bugs. But to entomologist Dr. Tim Gibb, they are spineless wonders. And he's here to help you look beyond the bug to the fascinating life of the insect. The second thing is that you do have something that makes you unique, your voice. Your experience, your interests, and your willpower are utterly unique to you. Bring all of that into how you express your work. If you want to create musical comedic parodies of Harry Potter, go for it. Snipe, snipe, Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore! Snipe, Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore! Snipe, Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore! Snipe, Savarus Snipe. Snipe. If you want to detail the intricacies of obscure firearms, do that. Hickok 45 here. Got the... 2021 Colt Anaconda, just making sure all the screws are tight. You may have seen the Python video, the 2020 Python video. And uh, if we made a mistake, we don't want to make that one again, right? Make sure everything's good and tight. If you want to write fan fiction about Totally Spies, that's cool too. Don't worry, Clover. I'll buy you a non-fat latte after school. Besides, wouldn't you rather hang out with us than some dude that's a musician? Yeah, I guess so. Only I just can't help liking Damon! Just add in one other thing. To whom are you similar and how are you different from that person? You'll want to find ways that people have succeeded in the past with your potential audience and find ways to differentiate yourself so you're not just copying them. You want to express your voice, not anybody else's. More importantly, you need to be authentic. Your authenticity, or lack thereof, will shine through in every bit of work you do. So now, if you're following along, I want you to think about how you're expressing yourself in a way that's similar to, but distinct from, other story worlds. I want you to write down at least one creator, franchise, or whatever else that you and your audience admire. Why do you admire them? Write down at least five attributes that you think make them distinctive. They can be anything, but it should be things that you think work. After that, I want you to write down five things about your voice or work that are different from that which you admire. They can be overt or subtle, but they have to be things that are intrinsic to your voice. That is, you don't want to have to struggle to put these into your work. They're a part of you. Though you should think about how to work these into every bit of every entry of your story world, it'll be a lot easier if you really understand them at their core. When you wrap that up, pausing if needs be, we're going to be continuing on our ride through the vowels of fan engagement. Our next stop, I for Incentivize. We got some pre-order bonuses for Splatoon 3. I'm Crafty Type 1, and in this video, I'll be letting you guys know all the bonuses that come with Splatoon 3 on every realtor that's offering them. Incentives get fans to take part because there's a reward after their action. This isn't an ask. You're giving them a reason to engage. 
This will help even the most recalcitrant of fans to do a little bit of outreach. But what kind of outreach? Create a goal for fans to reach out to other fans, such as rewarding them with exclusive concept art or free digital media if a review tweet gets 100 likes. Create a goal for fans to reach out to you, such as submitting fan art of their favorite character before a certain date, which will then be posted for all fans to see, along with your glowing comments. Create a goal for your fans to reach out to a platform via a petition to get your work onto that platform, so that when a target number of signatures is reached, everybody who takes part gets a free copy of whatever it is that you're trying to get published. Note the unifying characteristics in these incentives. There is a clear goal, a clear metric by which it is tallied, and a clear way for them to get into contact with you for their reward. This is the goal-reward scenario we've discussed in prior episodes. Here, it works best with clarity. You don't want your audiences confused. You don't want to be confused. Make it clear, concise, and easily actionable. Also note that you don't have to give physical rewards. Interaction with your fans may be enough. We all know what it's like to have our heroes like or share our content on social media. Digital content is an upgrade as well, but without the hassle of production or shipping. Only go to physical content if it is specific to your work. Introducing Artaboy Mini. It's an 8-bit game system on a tiny little circuit board. Plug in USB-C and have instant access to over 300 games. The cost and workload can be overwhelming if you're not prepared. Scarp was in violation of the rules requiring working prototypes of physical products offered as a reward. It got so shady that Kickstarter suspended the project. So basically the project wasn't real. Also note that you can include more of a challenge with an incentive. You don't need to do that. But asks and offers, which we'll be getting into shortly, tend to be easy way-ins. Incentives, because they're tied to a reward, can be a little bit tougher to accomplish. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. The first thousand people to use the link in the description will get a one-month free trial of Skillshare Premium. Why? The effort may be worth it if your award is big enough. Plus, sometimes the effort is a part of the fun. If you're creating an online murder mystery, or a cooperative ARG, or some other brain teaser that not everybody will get or understand, part of the reward is being one of those industrious few that saw everything through to the end. This is a story about a puzzle called Kryptos, and one woman who spent almost two decades trying to solve it. In short, all you need to create a satisfying incentive is a concrete, clear goal a methodology by which fans can achieve that goal, and a reward for taking part. Now that you know how to do it, I want you to create one incentive for fans to take part in your story world. Follow that formula that I just listed if you're following along. Write down one goal that you want audiences to achieve. Get you greater visibility, share your work, share their work, or somehow take a step towards something. Make sure it's clear, not nebulous. Then. Write down the way in which fans can take part. You can make it difficult if you want, like some online scavenger hunt, but the rules should be clear and relatively simple. Make sure that it's easily measurable and objective too. Don't worry, we'll be getting into subjective contests in a future episode. Finally, write down what the reward is. Make sure you can easily handle it, no matter how many people take part. You can create multiple rewards for different levels if you'd like, but I'd recommend you start simple for this mechanism and, if you decide to build it out, get more complex there. That does it for that segment of our episode. Pause here if you need some time to jot down your ideas, but then unpause when you're good. We've asked, expressed, and incentivized your fans to join you in your narrative universe, but now it is time to give them something extra. This is the fourth step in fan engagement. O for offer. Hi, it's Phoebe. I wanted to let you know that we have a shop on our website where you can buy all sorts of criminal-related things. There are criminal logo t-shirts and sweatshirts. There's a nice criminal water bottle and coffee mug. Tote bags, postcards, pins. We even have socks. 
Just head to thisiscriminal.com slash shop. That's thisiscriminal.com slash shop. And we'll have a link in the show notes, too. The most visible form of an offer is a specialized ad targeted at your audience with some form of reward. If you're a fan of podcasts, you'll no doubt have heard dozens of these. Like, maybe you have a spare bedroom where friends or family crash every once in a while. But when it's sitting empty, you could Airbnb it to help pay for some bills or, I don't know, something more fun. Either way, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. They work because it's not the traditional hard sell. It's an offer for your special fans for listening in when others would pass by. Also, it's typically personalized. You trust the creator, and the creator trusts this brand. You could do worse than insist on individualizing any ads that you sell through your platform. Guys, I I have to tell you, while we're recording this, we use Zoom to keep, you know, an additional camera angle and Chris has his Zoom open in a different room because he's recording a spot that you listen to on our podcast. And I'm watching the Zoom right now. So and much. I see a I see a kid that's frustrated. <laughs> okay. This is what we're going to do. Because of where this segment started, we're gonna go back and just get the audio of him screwing up and secretly <laughs> recording him making mistakes and falling to the depths of his insecurities about reading. This is not just a financial offer though. Think about all that you're offering to the fans in your world. You may talk sports, so sports talk is primary. Outside of the the Brooklyn Nets, I don't see a lot of people actively looking to to embrace the, the villainous role. Aaron Rodgers seems to enjoy it. But think about how you are also offering segments built around social justice. I guess it's politics. What is Herschel Walker doing? Like, how is that? How can that work, Jamel? How can any of that possibly win? What about the various sports-related games you might play that help keep things light? It is time now for Greg Cody to give us another season of Bucket of Death here. We have a new sponsor. It's presented by KFC. You can order all your family-style favorites and keep your team fueled all season. This can be an add-on, but it can also be thought of as a variation in your formula. No Steakhouse offers one type of steak. There are porterhouses, T-bones, ribeyes, and even salmon salads and sides. You should offer lots of goodies for fans to take part in, should they desire it. You're taking them out of their world, plopping them into your own, and offering them a reason to stick around beyond the obvious. The classic form of this in dramatic media is the spin-off, or the sidequel, or the prequel. They're not strictly necessary for the main story, but they help to fill in the blanks. Offers are important for fans because it makes sure that your interaction is not prosaic. There's something more to what you're offering your fans than the basics. You're giving them something more complex, more interactive, more personalized, and or something that helps them understand the world better. So what are you offering your fans? I want you to write down what your story world is about. Fantasy, sports, comedy, social video, whatever. Take a paragraph to pitch this however you would like. Then write down two offerings. One can be financial, such as an incentive to engage, but the other should be a spin-off, mini-game, or non-essential element that allows fans to engage with your work in a different way. Think about how side games like Gwent and Hearthstone are not critical to The Witcher or World of Warcraft, but allow fans to re-engage in different ways, if they so choose. I also want you to write down what you're offering beyond the basics. How are you going to expand your audience's mind? Your work doesn't need to be cerebral to do this. It can be a dumb comedy, or comfort food, or a tried-and-true romantic comedy. But there should be something that your audience wants that you subvert ever so slightly. This will keep things a bit fresh and engaging, so give it a little extra thought, pausing if needs be if you're taking notes, and then beginning this episode again. We have one small but potent vowel left before we conclude this episode on fan engagement. You for utility. 
It is often used, but is so subtle that many people overlook it. Media of all sorts give lots of things to audiences, from laughs to skills to information, but the most successful go a little bit further. They give audiences tiny bits of stuff that they can use in their daily life. What do I mean? A cooking show, while dealing with fine dining recipes, can give tips on how to cook eggs. I'm going to add a quarter of a cup of half and half. You can use milk if you want to, but half and half adds that little je ne sais quoi. A comedian can tell a quick one-liner that's sure to get a laugh from friends at a party. I like an escalator, man, because an escalator can never break. It can only become stairs. A political podcast can tell you, amidst a discussion on voting rights, how to register to vote. Uh, here are some important dates for you. If you want to go ahead and cast a ballot, you have to register to vote by October 11th. Early voting starts on October 24th, and then the deadline to request a mail-in ballot is going to be October 28th. Utility is a great tool to use to engage fans for several reasons. It's something practical, small, and quickly relayed that audiences can take with them for their daily lives. It's not the thrust of a particular entry, and so it can be subconsciously wedded into that programming for better recall later. It's easily shared among fans, so it makes your story world spread like wildfire. Think about all those Easter egg videos that dissect the minutia of pop culture. They're fans talking to fans about stuff that creators quickly sewed into their work. Today, I'm taking you frame by frame through Raiders of the Lost Ark and breaking down all the details you might have missed in the very first Indiana Jones. That is the power of a piece of utility. It has viral capabilities. Because of its ease of dissemination, you can put your bit of story world out into the real world and allow the real world to share your story world. So when thinking of utility, remember a simple formula. Easy by three. Easy to show. Your piece of utility should take less than 30 seconds to teach or discuss. Easy to do. Your piece of utility should be easy enough to accomplish that a neophyte can do it. Easy to share. Your piece of utility should be easily explained by fans to other fans. Remember, this is not the main thrust of your story. It would be impossible to share the subtle themes of Tolstoy's War and Peace in 30 seconds. But, talking about how Tolstoy wrote in both French and Russian at the beginning of the novel, before switching to Russian completely by the end, that's something that can be shared with fellow literary lovers that reveals Tolstoy's views of Russian cultural changes during the Napoleonic Wars. What Tolstoy says is that the great figures of history, the Julius Caesars, the Napoleons, the Catherine the Greats of this world, have much less effect on human affairs than is usually attributed to them. With all that understood, I want you to think of one bit of utility that you are giving to your fans when they join in on your story world. Write down some small bit of information that you want to convey as a bit of extra content to your fans in an entry. It can be anything you like, so long as it's supportive and not the main thrust of your work, and that it follows these three precepts. Easy to show. You must be able to write it out in less than 60 words, or show it in less than 30 seconds. Easy to do. It cannot be so complex that a new fan won't be able to use it in their daily lives. Easy to share. You should allow for it to somehow be quickly and easily shared on social media, by voice, by video, or whatever else. Once you've wrapped that up, I'd like to say well done. You've just seen how five simple tools of engagement can get your audiences primed for a journey to your story world in a few pragmatic steps. If you've taken part in the prompts, you'll also have begun such a journey. It is only a beginning, of course. You're going to need to refine the work you did, expand upon it, and figure out even more amazing ways to intrigue audiences from around the world. If it could all be covered in one podcast episode, everybody would be doing it. To that end, we're going to be spending the next five episodes, plus a bonus recap episode, walking you through each of the five steps on this journey. You won't need to use every single vowel in every single moment, in every single entry of your content. But if you're thinking about them, really thinking about how you can ask, express, incentivize, offer, and show utility in your world, there will always be some reason for fans to tune in. 
Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a minute, or visit us at babsw.buzzsprout.com for past episodes. You can find me at Words of Steel on Twitter or my website, steelphilippec.com, for more. Let's supercharge your imaginations together, one step at a time. Building a Better Story World is written, produced, recorded, and sound engineered by Steel Tyler Philippec. The theme song, Asia, is by Ilya Marfin via icons8.com. All narrative clips are used under the Fair Use Doctrine, as defined by Title 17 of the United States Code, subsection 107, in that they are used for nonprofit educational work for the purpose of analysis, have been transformed from their initial records by audio engineering for podcasting, and are not substantive of the entire work or function as a direct market substitute. Audio effects are provided by freesound.org under the Creative Commons license. If you feel that this production has unfairly used a piece of audio to which you own the rights, please contact helmstarmedia at gmail.com.